Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Koopalings. Welcome to this week's episode of the Nintendo Shack Podcast. We've got TGAs and CODs and DLCs and lots of other three-letter acronyms, acronyms. to talk about tonight. Yes. Uh, this is definitely um, going to be a good show tonight. I'm Rebecca Stone. Yep. I am here with Garrett, Hello. like I am every week. How are you doing hey. today, Garrett? I'm doing fine. I'm doing good. I just want to, you know, I want to tell a story. Well, not really a story, just a like a an antidote a, a small story let's um, hear it let's start off the show strong yeah so um, actually there's one of our neighbors in the apartment complex downstairs who lives on the first floor um he's a painter i think he i think that's what he does for a living he just paints and and sells his art super oh, okay. cool that kind of okay like and, an like an artist painter not like a like a wall painter like painting houses i no, no, he he he's a paint he's an artist. Oh, legit. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And so he displays his art like throughout the day. Just like out on his porch and I see all of his uh, his paintings there. And the he does thematic like paintings like every month or so. And recently he's been painting um kind of like portraits of very famous high-end tech people, let's say like Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, Bill, um, uh, who, Bill Gates. Yeah, 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 I was about to say Bill Clinton because people in the chat are talking oh, about Bill we, Clinton. We, we can talk about anyways, Bill Clinton later. <laughs> yeah, the high-tech <laughs> agents, but in um, as homeless people. And is actually, oh. I, I, I couldn't really see it was actually them unless I really paid attention and I'm like, wow. that is such the most unironic symbolism of San Francisco. It's just like the vast amount oh, of like. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like kind of considering is, yeah. what what their lives would be like in a different, you know, if things had been different for them. And yeah, yeah. you're right with the homeless well, population. It, it definitely paints, you know, what, what the problem is with the city. There's a very high, if, if people don't know, like. There's a very high portion of, of homeless population in San Francisco. It's pretty obvious. Um, but there's also a huge tech boom all around. And right. it's kind of interesting to see like, oh, there's, you know, the people who are super successful. It's like, well, if they had the wrong choices, if they had any kind of circumstances, they could have been ending up like that, like what we see. And it's some really good painting. And like, ironically, really I, and this is this is me, I feel like those particular billionaires don't really care too much about that homeless population and you're right that no. these are this is a reality for so many people and mm -hmm. i guarantee you they have never imagined themselves in that scenario i love that i would like yeah. to see his artwork that's cool thank you for sharing that yeah yeah you're welcome is I, that that same neighbor like that, take... that you said is into uh video games too you were telling me no about? no no ah, the, the other one who's into video games he actually works for a, a game company but i ah. i haven't talked to him ever since then so yeah, got a buddy up Some with interesting him. people around here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How has the rest of your week been going? Any video games in your life this week? 
Uh, I've been super busy. Uh, you know how it is. Um, just been really cramming it with with writing stuff. Actually, I today, you know, I'm I'm very um happy because my last paper got published from my PhD. Like, Ooh, I'm, congratulations! Yeah, I'm officially done with all the work that I was, you know, wanting to finish with the PhD. Now it's out there. People can cite it. That's awesome. I think that's like. That's when you really close the research and really close the PhD. So, Sounds yeah, very I'm fulfilling. very, yeah, very happy with that. Um, I still been playing Pokemon. Um, still okay. on that train. Yeah. Um, oh man, you're right. What point are you at now? <laughs> I'm almost done with getting all the badges. I'm on the eighth gym badge. I'm getting one more legendary badge and one more hideout badge. Those are like the last okay. three I need before I need to continue on with this story. Um, yeah, you're right. No, the level scaling sucks. It yeah. really sucks. Yeah. Wow. That is a huge stinker in the middle of it. I was, I, I think I took a totally, I mean, I think I took a fine path to go like a little ring around because, you know, it kind of makes sense in my head because I want to make my own journey. You know, I want to mm -hmm. go through this yeah. game and make my own journey. That's the point it, of the game. It didn't happen because like I got to like maybe the fifth badge and now these Pokemon are like 30 levels below me. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on here? I, I'm I'm just going to one shot these and just blow through this game now. This mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Um, I think uh, other than the performance issues, I know we've been mentioning about that all, all the time. Aside from that, this is a huge stinker to me. This is like really making me not is it enjoy affecting the you game that much, much that level scaling yeah i mean wow. it's okay. halfway through the game it's literally halfway through the game my okay. party is like at level 50 and i'm facing level 20 pokemon and i don't yeah. want to go back to my box and grab a new set of party like i'm i'm a type of pokemon player that like i like to keep a party and like that's my journey like i'm a you pokemon trainer huh? yeah I get it. I get exactly it. i want my team i i didn't nickname them or anything but i i like to have the pokemon i have it's the best team i have i want to face that throughout my journey and when i got to that fifth and sixth badge i'm like well i guess i'll just blow through this Right. I feel like it's like your mileage may vary because you mm -hmm. are, it sounds like you're having that happen a lot more than I did. I think I had one gym where I just kind of blew through it, the rest of it. And you know, that's just a matter of luck because the path that I took just so happened to be for most of the game, um, mm -hmm. pretty scaled with my level. There were instances where I went somewhere and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is way too high. I'm going to come back a little bit later. But I only had one instance of that going back to a gym that mm. I probably should have gone to earlier in the game and blew through it. And that was fine. But I feel like in your case, if you're having that happen, not for just for one gym, but you're having that happen, you know, for, for four several gyms. gyms. Like yeah. Yeah. Actually three yeah, three gems, I think. And I feel like that's like, gonna happen if you spend a lot of time maybe doing some other things. Like maybe you were doing a lot of those Titan fights, maybe you were out exploring, catching a lot of Pokemon, like you're getting over leveled. Like that's gonna happen mm -hmm. to you depending on how you play. Which isn't fair because this is they gave us three paths yeah. to do. And it isn't open like you can go wherever you want from the start. And I I don't know if level scaling would have made things perfect but it would have helped you in this scenario helped out 
Yeah. I'm out. sorry that it's souring sure. um, uh, the game so much for you, though. The the thing is, is like I kind of just try to make my own path, and then it kind of just jumps all around. I would be like at a level twenty Pokemon, and then like I would jump over a cliff, and I'm facing a level fifty Pokemon. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to do in this case. Like, I, I, I might as well have my strongest party here just to make sure everything just goes through smoothly. But, like, this scaling is kind of messing me up. And, like, so what I did, and just letting the folks know out there, um, I went from the, like, east side and ma basically made a ring around. I went east. I did all the gems and the legends off to the east, northeast. Then I head into the mountain, the ice mountain. Um, yeah, that's, that's like, like kind of later corner. game. So you were going to the that's like the what's supposed stuff. to be the later game. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's uh, the strongest stuff. I yeah. literally went for, I and I, I kind of actually suspected that because it kind of jumped like six or seven levels between like a boundary, like between the ice mountain and like just normal grassland. It was like it was just in that boundary point for me. I was like, OK, but I can I can trudge through this. I can just grind a little bit and i did that's that's what i did i grind a little bit there and then i just toughed it out and went all the way through and then once i got completely opposite point like very north of the crater of in the center of the map that's when it totally stunk for me like yeah. levels down went down to 30 and then all the way back down to the west now i'm on the eighth gym i'm facing level 15 16 pokemon with my which level was probably supposed to be like Pomo. the first or second gym yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a shame. Anyways, I, I, you know, I do want to get through it. It's super easy, so it's not like hard or anything. So I'll just like watch a TV show while I press A the whole <laughs> time. Um, but then I'll 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 head to the Elite Four and and get a real challenge, uh, off okay. of there and and finish this game up. So. Yeah. You did all the Titans. And I'm on the very last Titan. I the just last one. yeah. What's the one so that the you left for the last one? oh it's the dragon one okay the that one that one actually is like the hardest one um good because the last two were stinkers for me yeah oh that's so, that's such a shame oh my gosh yeah it was it was one hideout two legends and three or four gems for wow, me that was man, like i'm sorry completely over leveled so that's fine i'm almost done so i'll, I'll get to the leaf four and then everything will be back to a challenge i'm sure it would be much harder um with my party yeah. and I'm, i love my party by the way so you're doing what with your party i'm loving my pokemon party i think oh, good. Um, the design the designs like, are really good this gen i really enjoy them i think they came yeah. up with some good pokemon designs for sure um i think yeah i have a couple of new pokemon in there i love the starter um yes karata is, yeah. is the best like yeah, really really powerful pomot is or pomot or whatever you want to call it super powerful too yeah. really enjoying that pokemon um but yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll get through it other than that i've been playing steam deck of course <gasps> yeah steam deck shiny new toy yeah um i did I not win one at have... the game awards yesterday just putting Me that neither. out there i uh was trying yeah. i didn't man was... Yeah, but Usher seven two nine six eight five. Oh, uh, I hope that win. was a glitch and that wasn't like a bot. There were all those strings of numbers that were winning. People yeah. were saying that they could have been bots. I think they might have mm -hmm. been like people's Steam IDs, like that you don't see. I don't know. Yeah, there's just the Steam tags or Steam IDs or whatever. So mm -hmm. it, it may be some bots, but not too much. Um, but yeah, I'll have full impressions of emulation next time around. 
Um, Excellent. Probably next Looking forward out. to it. I have a lot of games to go through to just try out the performance of em emulation. I, I can't Okay, wait. cool. Looking forward to hearing it. Um, I also have mostly been playing Pokemon Scarlet this week. Um, I Since I had beat the game, I haven't. So, like, I will go through and try to catch every Pokemon because I keep that living Dex. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't really started to do that yet uh, just because the times that I've been playing this week have been really small chunks because I've been busy. Uh, so I've been dedicating mm -hmm. that to mostly doing the terror raid battles and looking for my first shiny Pokemon um, because mm -hmm. I didn't get one for the entire. Have you found a shiny yet? A shiny Pokemon? I haven't found a shiny, no. Okay, because I, I, I feel like you thought you did. I thought I did, but it was like one of these Pokemon that changes colors just every now and then. I forgot it what was it was called. Was it Tatsugiri, like... the little fish? Yeah. That's like, the that's one, one that I've color. been shiny hunting. That is my favorite oh, really? new Pokemon this gen, Tatsugiri. Because it's is this it, tiny little fish. How many colors fish. does it have? It had, so it has three normal colors. So okay. Actually, okay, so this Pokemon, it's um, a little bit of a gimmick Pokemon. Um, okay. You know what? I'm going to talk to you about that that gimmick next time because there's okay, a little bit more good. to that that you haven't cool. encountered yet. I caught the yellow. Um, one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the with the shiny version for that, there's three different color shinies for it depending on the form. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted one very specific shiny. I wanted the I guess it's like the pink shiny um, because it's all white. So. I didn't get a whole shiny during. I didn't get a shiny during the whole game that I was playing, which I felt like I was the only one, uh, because everyone's talking about, oh my god, like I got like six shinies during the story, and um, I'm glad that you haven't either, because then I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. It's not my game that's broken, um, but I, <laughs> I ended up finding my shiny white Tatsugiri this week. I nice. was trying to get those like. Herba Mysticas during the raid battles right. that they're saying that? That, like you it's like they're things that you can put like ingredients that you can make when you're making the sandwiches that help with the shiny odds and okay. so I was trying to get those so I could increase my shiny odds and I haven't been getting them because my game doesn't like me and I ended up finding a shiny Tetsugiri anyway with like the full full mm -hmm. odds, no boosts or anything. I was just like moving through the wow. area and he was right there. And it was the one that I wanted nice. out of the three colors. Uh, so that's my new favorite Pokemon. I'm uh, building him up, giving him all the best stats. That'll be my little my little project, I think, for, for now. Trying to complete the decks and make my Tetsugiri the best Pokemon ever. Nice. But yeah, I'll probably just spend a little bit more time with the game doing like, you know, wrapping up those kind of things. Decks? Yeah, just because I, I keep the, the like a living decks in Pokemon Home, like one of yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that for this with all of the new Pokemon, transfer mm -hmm. them into home when that. How many new Pokemon are there? Ah, that's, know, that's like a hundred something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like somewhere. It's like not one of the lower amounts or one of the higher amounts. It's like kind of somewhere mm -hmm. average middle. Um, I think they did a good job of like mixing Pokemon now. I, I think they. Yeah. Yeah, I think they figured out how to mix all the old gen stuff, make it familiar with older Pokemon fans, but having a lot of new Pokemon as well. So, man, like I agree. Every. Every area I went to, I'm like, 
there's so much Pokemon. There's new stuff. You're right. And I feel like that is a problem in a lot of, uh, a lot of older, like the recent games that I Mm -hmm. would be going through an area, a route and just like encountering the same Pokemon over and over. Like, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. it's the, the regional bird again. It's, um, you know, stuff that we had seen a lot, but you're right. This time I felt like there was a good mix and I think there's only what, like 400, pokemon in the game and i'm saying only 400 but you're right they do a good job of mixing up the areas so you don't feel like you're yeah. encountering the same stuff over a lot and over. of diversity a lot of strong pokemon like mm-hmm. you got i think like three of the dragon pokemon in there you got um Bagon, like salamance mm-hmm. in there you got the fourth gen one guard is it garchomp is that is that uh, yeah i think so yeah um yeah they have a good mix in there for sure mm-hmm Yep, yep, yep. So I'll keep going with that a little bit. I think I'm just going to be uh, playing some of my comfort games uh, this this upcoming week, cool. and then then getting into some new stuff for my winter break. So I'm excited for that. Nice. Yeah. So uh, let's jump into this week's news. Obviously, the big happening uh, is the Game Awards that took place last night. Um, yeah. Did you watch the whole thing, Garrett? I kind of watched bits and pieces. I, I kind of missed the time slot uh, with like I was a little bit in there, like 30 minutes. But man, like three hours of this thing. You, I, I don't know who has. it was a like, shorter show than last year. Mr. Keeley promised it would be roughly two and a half hours. You're right. It was closer to three last year. I think it was four way too long last year. But yeah, he took some yeah. some of that feedback into account to make it shorter. But I think, mm. you know, a live show, things can, can go a little bit longer. Yeah, it's long. It's long. Um, yeah. Nintendo won some awards. And there were also some, uh, some announcements that Nintendo came through with. Um, so we'll, we'll recap some of that. Uh, Bayonetta 3 came home with Best Action Game. Kirby and the Forgotten Land came home with Best Family Game, a.k.a. the Nintendo Woo-hoo. Award. Wow, Woo-hoo. shocker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope won Best Sim slash Strategy. That is what's up. Yeah, Splatoon 3 won Best Multiplayer. I'm glad that it got that. Yeah, me uh, too. Finally, after like 16 years of being nominated for it, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom won Most Anticipated. Finally, hopefully it actually comes out next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle the Pug wrote in and wanted to know which Nintendo game do you think should have gotten nominated for an award but got snubbed? And he wants to know if there were any game that was way overhyped mm. that didn't deserve an award. I think all the awards were well-deserved. I didn't feel like there was an award or, or a game in there that, oh, let's give them the award. Actually, um, I I have not played God of War Ragnarok, so I don't know. Like I won a lot of awards. That, that won a lot of awards, and and deservedly so. It's it's probably a good, you know, high-quality game. Um, I love the first one, uh, the first reboot of it. Um, but I think they won Best Soundtrack. And I'm just gonna say, Xenoblade, Xenoblade. Three <laughs> yeah. got snubbed on that one. Yeah, that the music in Xenoblade Chronicles Three made me feel emotions, and was so good during the storytelling, during the game. Like that's, I think the music probably pushed it to like really high esteem for me. Like if mm-hmm. it didn't have that music in that game, I. 
I think it would still be a great game, but I think it's a ma- like a very fantastic game because of the music itself. The composer, I forgot his name, um, but he he does a fantastic job with his mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles series. So I think that's one that got snubbed. Um, but what about you? Yeah, I think there was a lot of competition in that. I, I, I'm seeing yeah, some people in chat saying that. The, the music in Ragnarok did make um, Medi and okay. chat feel emotions. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There were a lot of good nominees for that category, for all of the categories. I um, am biased, and I think that uh, Live Alive should have been nominated for more things. I don't even think it won Best yeah. RPG. No, um, no, it didn't. Elden Ring got that, any, which yeah. do, I think Elden Ring got RPG in the game. I know. I I'm think- like always like torn on like there needs to be some kind of difference between action RPG and turn-based RPG because I do not think mm-hmm. of games like Elden Ring as an RPG. I don't think of games like Zelda. Zelda is my favorite series, but I would never call that game an RPG. To me, that's not what an RPG is. And like, I know that's a, a lot, that's gonna, a lot of people Elden are going to yell at me for that, but like, I mm-hmm. would never call that an RPG. Um, so you know, I understand yeah, no. that 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 understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn-based and a- action RPGs are pretty different because just the moment-to-moment combat. Um, but yeah, Elden Ring. If you say what an RPG is, Elden Ring is like the definition of an action RPG. So, I, you know, I agree with you. I, I would love a. You know, there's so many role-playing games out there. Like I mean, what? Might as what? Well let me ask you. What makes play. Elden Ring an RPG? Uh, it has stats. It has level system. You're going throughout a world, and you're going through a journey of one character. Um, that's like that's... most games that come out today. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. What do you differentiate between like an action adventure game and an and a action role playing game? I I just wouldn't call like I wouldn't call something that. I don't know. When I think RPG, like yeah. I'm not saying every RPG has to be turn-based. Like well, I don't think he- that necessarily needs to be a defining quality. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think just because it the character levels up doesn't mean that it's uh, okay. Yeah, like, there's a lot your, of your role-playing role-playing game. Yeah. You are like you know you do that in things like animal. I'm playing as a character in animal crossing. I'm role playing as a Mm -hmm. character there, but that doesn't mean animal crossing an RPG. You know what I mean? You're not leveling up. You don't have stats. You don't have RPG elements in animal crossing at all. Um, But yeah, I'm just thinking of, let's say I'm I'm just putting some, you You don't level up in Zelda, but people call an RPG. Uh, That that's very. I would argue that's not an RPG unless no, Ryan not. pulls out the Zelda two, of course, argument that that is a there's a level up system with that. But that's besides the point. There there is. I I agree with you. There should be an action RPG category in a turn based RPG category because they are yeah. pretty different. They are know, in terms of gameplay. Um, but El- Elden Ring is an RPG. I would I would it. it I don't know how else to call it. Because it does have RPG elements, it has stats, you're picking your weapons, you're picking your skills, you're going throughout a world, you're going to dungeons, you're figuring out the lore. That is a role-playing game, okay. action role-playing game. So, yeah. But, I, you know, I agree with yeah. your sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, like, go play Live Live. It's very good. Everybody. Also, <laughs> um, 
another game that got snubbed that did not get nominated at all. Nobody saves the world. That game oh! should have at least gotten in a nomination for an like indie debut or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's I one of my favorite games. A lot of people talking about that game besides you. You were the only person I heard that you know. Yeah. Really, that talking about that game this it, year. It's uh, I don't know. It's just it really hit me good. Um, in the beginning of the year. Um, it has a great gameplay loop. Has dungeons. It that's also an action RPG. Um, has a bunch of different skills that you can set up, loadouts, go to different forms freely. It's funny. It has its own comedy uh, story, comedic story. Um, it's tight. Man, I just, yeah, I'm really digging that game. I wish they at least got a nomination. So, But yeah, the indie games were super stacked this year. There was a lot of great indie games uh, going on. There were, there were. I'm trying to look up a list of all the... Um the winner so i could see if there's anything that i thought was overhyped i think pretty much for the most part anything that won an award i'm like oh yeah that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. um yeah yeah uh, at least, yeah more or less there was a lot of repeated awards which i don't know i think like years back that they kind of diversify a lot of the you know choices with mm-hmm. with the awards and the games but i think this year and last year it's been more of like games repeatedly getting the yeah. like multiple awards, which God of War yeah, won a lot, which like but, it's deserved. No. But you're, you're like if a game, yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna win multiple well, categories. You're right. There's a difference between like okay, game of the year and then action game of the year. I'm like okay, guys, like pick maybe yeah. pick a different one. Um, oh, you mean those like, kind of like the categories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like Your, the category uh, games. Yeah. At least diversify a little bit with that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I agree. Anyways. Your Marvel Snap won best mobile game. De- de- uh, deservedly so. That is a great um, mobile game. I'm surprised. I think the one thing that I'm really surprised about, and again, I haven't played god of war but it won the innovation and accessibility i didn't hear mm-hmm. about that game having so many accessibility features versus the last mm-hmm. of us part one that added all of those features that were in part two mm-hmm. um, i think so sony does a me. good job of setting the standard for accessibility now mm-hmm. so the features you see like in god of war ragnarok is pretty similar to the last of us um, okay, I like that then. Box. Yeah, I hadn't hadn't yeah. really heard that, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, the best sim strategy game. I'm glad that Sparks of Hope won that, but let's be real: Sims and strategy are two different genres that should be split up. I don't know why it's like that. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. It's it's such a stupid category. Just split them up. Split I up. know sim is sim is going to be pretty small. Um, but that's okay. Like, yeah, but highlight some games, games that, are you know, pretty different than strategy games. Might not know about just because people don't know about the game. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. it can still be the best game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's let's go on to the announcements. Um, sure. what everybody cares about. <laughs> they announced DLC for Fire Emblem Engage. The game mm-hmm. comes out next month. I'm I'm a little bit surprised yeah. they're announcing DLC before the game even comes out. What do you yeah. think about that? I it's a very small piece of DLC. That's what this is what they do with Fire Emblem. Like it's not a big expansion. It's part of their season pass. Um, but I did like they had the three 
Um, they they announced three the three heroes from Fire Emblem Three Houses, um, like three leaders: Edelgard, Claude, and I forgot the other guy. Um, but they are part of your party, like like part of your the the rings, Dimitri. Or so, you, 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 the, the what? Oh, Dimitri? is it Dimitri? It's Dimitri. How do I know? know this and you don't? I forget names left and right. Let me tell you. Um, so yeah, th- I thought that was a pretty cool announcement. And then also Tiki from I, oh man, I think it's Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, she's cool. She's dope. Um, oh cool. So yeah, they just it was very short. I think it was an ad, but I was very excited for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's wait. definitely just you know reminding people, hey, this is oh. coming out next month. We're gonna support it with some extra content. Here you go. Oh, Tiki's really old. Never mind. Thanks, chat, for for correcting me. Tiki's really old. I think I just got her in Environmental Awakening from from a side mission. So, yeah, cool. super cool. Uh, this was cool. Bayonetta Origins, and it has some some kind of subtitle. Um, it's a spinoff game coming out yeah. on March seventeenth. Um, it is a different art style and genre, I guess, than the main series Bayonetta games one through three yeah. I thought this looked really cool I'm not into Bayonetta I don't like hack and slash I don't like the genre I tried the demo couldn't get into it but this really caught my eye it looks very storybook like I love Bayonetta Sariza the character um I'm gonna keep my eye on this the the one downside it is a full 60 dollar release um I was kind of hoping or expecting that maybe it would be a little bit cheaper because it's spinoff game. Bayonetta is not that like, it's a little bit more niche, I think, than uh, some of mm-hmm. these other bigger franchises. Um, so I was disappointed to see it at $60, but man, the box art is beautiful. The art style is beautiful. Uh, I think it will vibe with me a little bit more genre wise because mm. of uh, the combat looks a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'm not saying it's necessarily a day one purchase, but uh, it, this definitely caught my eye when they showed this. Wow. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I was caught off guard with this game. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, they were doing this beginning trailer. It's like, okay, we're going to go all the way back. And I was like, cool. It's like another Bayonetta action game, mm-hmm. but this time the origins of it. Um, I was so caught off guard with the art style i'm like this this is not do you not like it i don't (gasps) it's a little cluttered for me it wow it it looks i could not tell where the character was for most of the trailer because it just looked so cluttered and like there's like oh there's enemies here okay what is bayonetta doing though i i can't tell if you're shooting magic stuff is she's trying to be a magician i i could not really encapsulate what the gameplay was actually from this game or from this from this trailer um i i think the art style is very cute it's very different i'm glad yeah 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 i'm glad they're taking that route and trying something different bayonetta Mm -hmm. i i applaud platinum games for doing that um i but i don't know if i would rather try out the original bayonetta games first before diving into this i think this looks like a game um, maybe for you, for, for people who are into this art style or longtime Bayonetta fans that want more lore and, and yeah. uh, figure out the origins of, of Bayonetta. Um, I, the $60 thing, yeah, I, I was a little 
surprise too, but it's not like a huge bummer because I was like, yeah, I mean, I know. I feel like I should expect it these days. Like nothing's really going to be under 60 anymore. Games are going to be 70 now over in Xbox land. So I feel like it's only a matter of time for that to happen to us. So I guess I should be grateful. Pretty much. But yeah, it looks cool. I vibe with me. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Um, Big surprise announcement. Hades 2 was announced. That's what's up. Uh, it looked really cool. I um, Me too. Was doing something else when they really showed this off. What was your impression? Um, it's, it looks like more Hades to me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Supergiant fan. Uh, more with the older games, Bastion and Transistor were like my favorite games uh, from them. I think they just found huge success with Hades 1. And they're like, we got to capitalize off of this. Mm-hmm. Let's make mm-hmm. a sequel and let's do the exact same thing. Let's go into early access and do that first and figure out our game and then do a full release. So it looks cool. I like the art style. I like the new characters. The writing is always top notch. I know people are very excited for this. It's just yep. roguelike is not my favorite genre. Um, I don't like going into a game and then losing and then going back to the round one and, and doing it again. Um, I would rather see an RPG coming from uh, from Supergiant, but th- that's just my personal preference. I'm glad that they're um, moving forward with Hades 2, and hopefully they, I'm sure they'll have a lot of success with it. I think for them as uh, like a, a an indie studio, using the name Hades again is important for them just for the rec- like recognition mm-hmm. alone. Um, yeah, I, I didn't play Hades um, because, again, I'm not not really into the genre of the uh, the roguelike um, mm-hmm. type thing. But I love watching people play this game. I think I watched. Uh, it looks so friend, good. Yeah, I watched my friend Mary play most of uh, most of Hades uh, mm-hmm. on, on stream. So I enjoy that. I will watch people play Hades, too. Good game cool. all around. Good, good uh, music in that one, too. Mm hmm. Uh, Among Us uh, just got a hide-and-seek mode, I think, that dropped today. A lot of people played hide-and-seek in that game unofficially. The developers probably said, Mm -hmm. hey, that's not a bad idea. So they made it into an official mode. It looked like they added it for for, for VR, too, so you can play it in your normal game or your VR mode. Um, Is it just an overpowered, like, person that's... Like, what's the difference? It's like, um, I think the objective is a little bit different. It's more, I think it's more of like a survival type right. mode um, where I, th- I think it's timed. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since okay. I have played Among Us. It's very different now. They have, they, that, the cool thing about that is that they are adding a lot of things that fans are doing themselves. Like people have been playing hide and seek themselves for a long time. There have been mods that add different rules to the game that uh, mm-hmm. the developers, I'm blanking out on the name, Innersloth, would, mm-hmm. uh, they would develop that into the game. P- things that people have been kind of doing on their own. Like there's different rules now besides just the, mm-hmm. what is it called? The, the imposter. Um, mm-hmm. Which is cool. I like when developers do that. They listen to what their fans are doing. They listen to what their fans want and they add it into the game. If only every developer would do that for their game that sold 30 million copies. <clears throat> Animal Crossing. 
um dead cells return to castlevania dlc i completely missed this announcement because i think this was during the pre-show right what was Mm -hmm. this all about uh it looks super dope do you know dead cells ever heard of i do know dead cells yeah you're a big fan of that one aren't you oh that's another roguelike game i was Mm -hmm. into it uh for a good while of course i didn't beat it because roguelikes i I just can't beat those games they're they're Mm -hmm. too hard for me um but i really enjoy the art style really enjoy the flow of that game plays great on switch um they did an animated trailer and let me tell you go watch that trailer okay i think that's that's the good part of of uh this announcement because oh, cool. see yeah i missed um, it i'll go i'll go watch it i th- i think you see um you know alucard and i think belmont or something so um, wait so the how, characters the dead cells is not uh developed by konami no it's, it's kind of just like a, a, it's a crossover like they yeah it's I, kind of like a cadence of hyrule type thing where this yeah, like exactly. little studio was like oh my gosh we get to use this ip in our game yeah 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 okay, that's that's cool. pretty much it uh richter and alucard thank you for the uh the correction there metageek yeah and dracula was there at the end okay. um very cool animated trailer with the cool. dead cell main character there um, i like that and it's I'm, dlc I'm, it's not I, a second game yeah it's dlc it'll okay. just be an added attachment to the original dead cells game yeah cool uh hellboy i missed this announcement too what was that uh i missed this too i just saw it was like one of the major announcements coming to switch it's you, you know hellboy ever ever heard of i've heard of it i don't know much about it yeah he's just i i even forgot what, where he comes from but he's he's a marvel or dc whatever um it's, it looks like a beat him up looks kind of cool it's coming uh, to switch too so that's why i put it in there okay cool. yeah uh earth blade so this was announced i remember this was announced a while back this is from the developers of celeste this is their second game um they had announced it but then they we got our first like our first trailer last night so (laughs) it looks beautiful um celeste is another really great indie game uh this one's a little bit different it's a character that is returning to earth after a long time since humans have been there i think kind of like a wally type thing i guess and uh the earth is in ruins has to solve this mystery beautiful pixel art they put a big 2024 at the end of their trailer so you could expect this game to come out in 2028 i'm sure yeah um yeah sounds good but exciting for for fans of celeste they yeah. also sh- showed another clip of the Super Mario Bros. movie. Uh, what'd you think about that? Oh, well, uh, who, 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 oh, Chris Pratt, you know, he said some more stuff. He did. Uh, Jules wanted to know guy. if this movie clip changed our opinion of his performance. For Jules, it felt like a bit of a, an improvement. Uh, it sounds fine. He's a fine yeah. Mario. Yeah, I, I, I'm not neither impressed or disappointed by his voice um i think the toad character is super cute though i am not thoroughly annoyed by toad in the movie so far um i'm glad that the voice is not keegan michael key is is uh uh doing a fine job with it so yes (laughs) all the toads With, with their little caps. Oh, I can't yes. wait till our, you know, we we go through this movie and you just hear our impressions because I think like eighty percent of that movie is just toads just running around. I don't want well, them this- to be the new minion. Like that's what this it, is gonna be. It is, though. 
It's gonna be that, I think, more or less. They they have the toads, they have the koopas, and and everything. They got the little things going on. They they really enjoyed designing just a bunch of different little characters yeah. over there. I feel like, and I think we said this last time. Last time there was a, a the trailer for this. It feels like the people who are working on this movie love Mario because when you watch that mm -hmm. trailer and you look at the background, there's tons of references, lots of little details. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go see this movie. I d didn't know if I would go see it before we got, to, you know, before we saw our first look at it. Uh, I am equally as excited for all of those YouTube videos that are going to do deep dives into like 50 mm -hmm. things you missed while watching the Mario Bros movie, you know, those kind of things. Of course. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I think this will be a good movie. I think they're going to do it justice. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Anything else about the Game Awards that you want to talk about? any interruptions or any flute players actually i didn't even see um <laughs> i didn't even see towards the ending because i just see god of our ragnarok it, it was the winner i'm like yeah i don't really know it was El yeah, elden yeah. ring one elden ring one oh, game of the year sorry. yeah elden ring i'm sorry yeah. the the game i expected to win game of the year got yeah. game of the year you know i knew elden ring was gonna gonna win it all um so can you I, I guess you watched all of it or you know I all did. of it. What 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 happened at the end there? <laughs> I see so many memes now. Yeah. I see so many about Bill Clinton. Like what's going on here? This oh, Bill Clinton it was, mod on it was wild. Right now. It, it, it was wild. This um this child of course. He was he was 15. Uh yeah, walked geez. up with the Elden Ring developers onto stage to accept the award and was standing behind them. And um after they had uh gotten done, you know, they were they were done giving their speech, thanking everybody, he walked up to the mic and just started like saying, you know, and I just want to shout out the Orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton, you know, he should have been nominated. Oh, and he's... everyone was like, Well, and okay. he got escorted out, he got arrested. Um apparently the immediate follow-out of a fallout from this was people were going online saying, Oh my god, like he is this very like very right-wing anti-Semitic, like oh, you know, he's been on InfoWars type of thing. And now, like, it's all still just I think kind of out there. The details aren't really clear yet, but now it's coming out that that's not the case and that he's actually quite the opposite and is just a massive troll. Um, he apparently is Jewish and is not anti-Semitic. Like people are piecing together all these crazy things. I think it's just crazy that he was able to get up on stage to begin yes. with, regardless of who it is. Like what a security failure that somebody was able to get up on stage with these developers. Yeah. Um thank God nothing bad happened, but it, that's why Bill Clinton was trending. <laughs> Yeah, I was like wondering who is this kid, and he's he's so young. He's fifteen, yeah. just going in and just trolling everyone. It's just like, yeah, what what, what is happening? Yeah, nobody's quite sure why that happens, but apparently he's an activist. He has been for a few years, which is significant considering he's fifteen. Has been um, uh, standing up for the freedom of Hong Kong. Uh, okay. he was so he's at another point at another like point he went to a, a blizzard 
event and went up to the microphone and said something about freeing Hong Kong. So he's not a stranger to interrupting events to to talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah. great. I mean, this is an, another kid we have to watch out for. I, I I just see so many memes. I'm like, I don't know what's happening yeah. here. I don't really care. And then I hear like, you know, the from software developers um, had a, like a emotional speech behind this. And it, yeah. it kind of sucks when this kind of story um, kind of just takes over. I know. Like, I know because it does overshadow the fun stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, especially Jake for Fryer the developers. They've been working so, their lives yeah. over this to, you know, and yeah, get this, yeah. the, a really good re- award, you know, Elden mm-hmm. Ring. And, and now that's what I everyone's talking about. I know. I yeah. hear you. Um, in more exciting happenings, I think uh, the the one of the orchestra members who was playing several different versions of the flute uh pedro eustache he is uh love him he he's a beast he got he was trending because he got extremely into his performance he has yeah he has a big he's like a big big flute person he owns like 600 different instruments very renowned has has a lot of cool stuff going on for him check him out eustache pedro on twitter he's like kind of he seems very wholesome too he tweeted a couple hours ago flute guy here thanks for your amazing response after the game awards god bless you all he put that in a couple different languages for for people to understand um yeah seems like a very cool down-to-earth guy Go Pedro. Cool. Go flute you guy. Got the piccolo. He got the flute. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he had the bass flute going. He had the double. Yeah. Uh, and he was going. jamming, which like, and we were talking about how tough the competition was in terms of soundtrack and score. And I think all the games that were nominated for game of the year had, had excellent soundtracks. So yeah, he was jamming, especially that beautiful flute part in Xenoblade three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh cool. yeah. No, it's, it's a really good one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to check him out. I, I did not see that musical performance, but that that's definitely one I'll take some time. The to, orchestra to is always the best part. That is like literally the mm-hmm. best part of the game awards that I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I'm yes. also very excited for Judas. That sorry, I had to put it out there. It's not Judas. on Switch, but uh, it is um, from Ghost Story Games. Ken Levine, the makers of Bioshock, the the creator of Bioshock. Oh, I, that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm so excited for Judas. Like, it looks so good. I it kind of looks performance-wise, it looks fine, but like it reminds me of Bioshock so much. I'm just like, yes, I I am ready to go back into that kind of world. So but yeah. when does that come out? My favorite announcement. Uh a while. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, and Ken Levine, it will be a while. I think it said 2023, so we'll see. So maybe 2025 if we're lucky. Yeah. All right, so that's that's it for the Game Awards. The Mario Kart DLC that we talked about last time is out now. Um, I played each of the tracks once. There's cool. some good ones. There's some annoying ones. I just I like, like the my Rainbow Road. The, okay, the Rainbow Road was so cool. That's yeah, got to no, be my favorite Rainbow Road. Yeah, that, you were right. Yeah, thank you. You that, were that right. Is my favorite Rainbow Road. So normally, it's... I'm super annoyed by uh, Rainbow Roads. Not this one. This mm-hmm. one I want to play. Okay, cool. It's nice. beautiful. I need, I need it's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks beautiful in this game for sure. Oh, nice. Sounds mm-hmm. good. 
in addition, a this was a surprise, a new custom items feature is available as part of this. Uh, it's a part of a free update. You don't need the DLC for it. So what that means is, and I honestly thought that this was part of the game already. You can make it so that only whatever items you want to appear during the track will appear. It's kind of like a custom items mm -hmm. in Smash where if mm -hmm. you want to play where every single box is blue shells, you can do that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it it kind of changes the metal quite a bit, you know, turning off certain items and <laughs> leaving some items on. Um, I'm wondering if you like leave out like certain items. I don't know what the chances are. Like the changes, like the chances of getting different items is totally different. Mm -hmm. um so you play with I all banana that, peels <laughs> i think that mixes up the game quite a bit yeah so, it could be fun i think, I think for cool. you know drunk nights for tournaments things like that it'll be fun mm -hmm. okay this is fun uh phil spencer is uh yeah in thick with the the whole microsoft activision trying to acquire it being blocked by the ftc mm -hmm. type deal mm -hmm. Phil Spencer tweets a 10-year agreement with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to the Switch. This is, I think, in an effort to show, oh, yes, we do want our franchises to be on other platforms. F you, Sony. Uh, yeah. But here's the tweet. That was my interpretation. But here's the real, the real quote. Uh, Microsoft has entered into a 10-year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo following the merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. Uh, Microsoft is committed to helping bring more games to more people, however they choose to play. Um, and this, I think this is conditional, right? This is conditional if the mm -hmm. merger goes through. Yeah, following the merger, yes. And they're super confident Which that the merger may not happen, through. but they, yeah, they are, they are confident, but we don't know yet. Yeah, FTC um, sued them, so we'll see how this shakes out now. Um, this this was a feels like it's getting place. messy the whole thing yeah. feels like it's getting so messy i don't know so i i want you got to politicians say... tweeting about it now i saw i saw tweets from bernie sanders uh warren like i don't want politicians about into these, this these monopolies and they they should be doing this they should be doing that um mm -hmm. before we talk about it i do want to raise this question from ghost days 99 sure. who i think this is this is kind of a Good question. Now that Nintendo has that 10-year deal, again, I think it's conditional. Do you think Nintendo will have the hardware that could run Call of Duty sometime in the next 10 years? I mean, yes. Call of Duty was on the Wii U. Um, it's not going to be the best place to play it. What do you think, Garrett? No, the current Call of Duty is still playing on PS4 and Xbox One, right? I'm not... That's that's not a mistake right call of duty modern warfare 2 out on ps4 as well um i i they can opt in. and and they actually phil spencer said them you know themselves like about this question it's like um we are pretty um professional and, and expert in bringing games to any kind of platforms of choice whether it be it, you know, like an Xbox Series S or, or down to Xbox One S, down to like whatever. They're, they're professional at it and they optimize for it. I I have no doubt it, it, Call of Duty will just run just fine. Whether it they be on Switch. They could also do cloud versions. They could, okay, yeah. That's the other thing too is, is, is this the catalyst for Game Pass uh, on Switch? 
I think that's another good question with Call of Duty. Um, it's like, hey, this is, this is the one game that's going to be on Game Pass. Now let's try it out with Nintendo and then see how the cloud version goes. And then a curated Game Pass list to follow. Mm, that, I think wish, wishful I think, thinking. I think no, I think that's a likely route. Um, Xbox wants to bring Xbox has been very explicit. We want to bring Game Pass everywhere to all. But consoles, does Nintendo want that? Nintendo doesn't care. Like, I think if it's all first party, like games that doesn't in, like care, like inhibit their sales, like, sure. Why not? Like, that's it, it would be a limited up. library. I don't see all of those indies that are sure. already on Switch being part of it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But uh, first party titles, I think that's free game. Uh, totally. Um, I think it's I it, of course, everyone's calling it out on the chat. It is a PR stunt. And it's a very spicy PR stunt. I love yeah. it. I love Phil pu pushing his chest out and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna bring it to Nintendo too." Your move, Sony. You want you want to mm -hmm. cancel Call of Duty on a, a a new system, like a new hardware, you know, or, or another mm -hmm. side of it. Um, I think I think this was a good move from from Phil Spencer. Just I I think because. They're posing it as this game is going to be for everyone, including PlayStation, including Nintendo consoles. And if you don't, you know, pass this merger, that's probably not going to happen. You're you're going to be restricting the games. Um, yeah. And of course, a follow up tweet with Phil. He said that it's also going to be promised going to Steam as well, which it's not surprising. Also, it's not surprising it's coming to Nintendo because Phil and Microsoft have been repeatedly saying that they are very open to bring Call of Duty and other Activision games to Nintendo consoles. So, or not other Nintendo consoles, sorry, not other games, but just Call of Duty. Call of Duty is like essential everywhere. They want to bring it to Nintendo consoles as well. So it's going to be interesting. I, I liked our little uh, tweet, ex uh, our little exchange on Twitter uh, on our DMs talking about how Nintendo, we're, we're, we're a child of divorce right now between Microsoft yes. and Sony, how mom and dad are fighting. We're just a little kid in the middle. Um, <laughs> we want custody like, with Microsoft because Microsoft is our dad. He's given us, you know, all these shiny new toys. Things. And mm -hmm. uh, mommy Sony is over here yelling at, at everyone. He's yell she's yelling at dad. She's it's yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, if this merger happens, expect Call of Duty to, to come to, to switch and switch to and other Nintendo great. consoles. It's bit. So this is, it, it's fine. Um, Call of Duty has been on Nintendo for, yeah. A while before the Switch, I don't think it was mm -hmm. anything anyone particularly cared for. I had it on the Wii. Um, mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's it's fine, I think. It is PR. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I think it will be pretty, I, I think it will be a big uh, message when Call of Duty comes back to Nintendo consoles, especially coming from Microsoft. I think this this kind of merger and the resistance behind it with so many like regulators and of course Sony, which you know, it kind of makes sense. Um, I I think this is a story of like the gaming industry. Like I know we don't talk about because it, it's not Nintendo related. No, but um, this is this is big for the industry. I huge. think this is a big happening, and the yeah. outcome will 
either way, whether the merger goes through or not is, is going to affect a lot of things industry wide. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and then to wrap up the news, just a reminder that Splatoon's first ever big run event is taking place this weekend. It's open now. It lasts until Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. It's basically Salmon Run on the Wahoo World stage. Uh, some other mm -hmm. little happenings there. If you take part, you receive an in-game locker design, all these catalog points, bonus rewards. There's going to be some kind of result, uh, results announced afterwards, whether I guess oh, okay. we were successful or not. It's it's. Um, I think they're just trying something a little different, where instead of a Splatfest, it's a little bit more cooperative against, uh, you know, what, what do they call it? Uh, P versus E or PvP whatever. Or PvE. Yeah, it's not P. Yeah, PvE. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah, PvE. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out this weekend, probably jump into it cool. tomorrow, kind of see what that's all about. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully it's fun. But yeah, jump in on that if uh, if you have Splatoon. Is it a new stage? What is Wahoo World stage? No, Wahoo. So Wahoo World is one of the multiplayer stages. It's not a Salmon okay. Run stage normally. It's one of the ones that you would play like normally in, in like Terraform battles. So it's. I think it's just going to be a little bit different, like how it's set up with uh, mm -hmm. with Salmon Run, because normally with a symmetrical stage, you're fighting a team against a team, but now you're fighting against the salmonids coming up on all sides. Interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what that's all about. All right. We have a couple chat questions directly from you to wrap up the show. Two of them, but two good ones. Canadian Crawler wants to know when putting together lists for your game of the year, should they only include new releases from this year or could any game you played in the past year, retro games even included, be considered? Good question. That's a great question. Um, what do you think? I mean, I think I put Chrono Trigger in my list last year, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, I think it's all up to you. I I typically bring in older games if they're of note uh, into my game of the year list, just because I experienced it this year. I would like to at least recognize it and is like, hey, even though it didn't come out this year, it, this is what I experienced this year, and right. like. You know, the mentality that, you know, Ryan Turford has over at the RPG cave. If it's a game he never played, it is a new game in his eyes. Whether, right. it, you know, came out this year or 20 years ago, it doesn't matter. It's a new game. So you're experiencing it for the first time. I would say bring in all the old games and retro games into yeah. your game of the year list if you want. I, um, yeah, I mostly agree. Um, I think definitely for like your personal game of the year, I would never say do anything like that on like a, like a larger scale type of game award yeah. event, obviously. Um, it always like makes me so mad when the, the games that have come out like in previous years are like in the discussion for those game awards type things yeah. like Genshin Impact winning the um, player's choice. Like that game didn't come out this year. Stop it. Um <laughs> Regardless, I always do two different lists. So I actually made, I'm going to be tweeting probably in a couple weeks, um, my own game of the years. And I made two collages, one for games, cool. my favorite games that came out this year. Uh, and my favorite games that I played for the first time this year that are more retro, whatever they came out other, um, other years. So I definitely include them in my own conversation and my own lists, but I try to like separate them just, you know, a little bit. Yeah. 
yeah i get for, it for my own purposes but yeah it's i think it's just a personal thing gosh i i don't know if i play enough games to like even separate those things like you know i i play like i don't know how, how many games you like go through in a year but it's like maximum for me if i finish them it, it, i think it's like 12 to 15 games yeah i think that's okay i don't yeah, play that many yeah. games either and it kind of depends year to year like how busy i am like um yeah. things like that yeah yeah me too you know that one year i played almost like it was almost all retro games. I think it was 2020 when we were in the pandemic. Like I spent the whole summer playing retro games and like, mm -hmm. I had like no new releases to talk about that year. So yeah, it just depends on what your year was like and, and what you enjoyed the most. Mm -hmm. And then G man wants to know with the Mario Kart eight wave DLC being halfway done and Mario party superstars is next to have DLC. Hopefully, uh, when do you think this will be announced? Possibly during direct or quietly announced on Twitter. Yeah, that's like crazy to me that we have not had DLC for Mario Party Superstars. When did that came out? Last year? That came out last year, I think. Like, yeah. do you think it's going to get DLC at this point? There's I only like know. six boards in the game. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know much about. I, I Sometimes Mario Party super weird where they like don't do anything and then they'll just quietly do a random update of yeah. just like here's an extra stage here's an extra dlc pack um so i can't really predict of what they're gonna do um i can totally see mario kart 8 dlc continuing being in directs and mario party superstars being super random like a quiet yeah. tweet and just like hey this happened we have a new mode we have a new stage or whatever um yeah I think that's what it's going to be like. I think I agree. Um, it all, it does seem that Mario Party has been a little bit more lower key. It's, you know. Uh, I heard Superstars is good. It right? is good. Yeah. And it's a shame yeah. because I feel like you see like, I don't know. Their, their live service games that keep getting these free updates are like the ones that people don't care about. Like mm -hmm. Breakers and switch sports and whatnot so and weird this, this one needs like give us more boards give us more characters i don't Can know i want to keep they, playing it if they didn't have dlc for switch sports and strikers and instead just worked on animal crossing dlc content i think it would get a lot more people i don't know mm. uh, i think it's just studio dependent it is yeah it definitely is games, you know? but um, yeah hopeful we'll see yeah. All right, GB. Anything else to wrap up the show? Uh, nothing too much. We're we're getting close to the end of the year. Um, we'll, I mean, we'll definitely record our game of the year stuff with uh, Donnie and them over there at PSVG. Yeah, are we doing that with PSVG? I saw there was some talk of it. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. Um, well, tentatively. Couple, couple uh, weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. We'll we'll do a game of the year thing. And then, uh, yeah, I guess we need to talk about our Nintendo Shack schedule as well. Yeah, so I'll be out next off. week. Yeah, yeah, a guest will be in with Garrett next week. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys updated on Twitter and Discord about what our uh, end of December schedule will be like. Might be some some shifting around, uh, mm -hmm. depending on. I want to do Fantasy Critic are. too. I wonder if I should do that live. Um, Ooh. 
do yeah. um I think we're sticking with one league and then we're gonna do um but I'll be it will be definitely more open in terms of game types because okay. we restricted on the remakes in the HD ports. I'm it was a little it was a little bit hard to pick yeah. some things after a while after everything was taken. You have to be yeah, you had to be a little active on, on this this year. Uh, but next year man. I think it's four I think it's four people less. So it'll be more manageable. Plus okay. we're opening up remakes in HD ports because okay. I think I'm there for it. I, I Honestly, this year it was a wild card. There's some. I am currently in third for this year. I was so surprised. You came out of nowhere. Does third get their money back still, or did we? Are we not doing that this year? You get your money back. Yes. Okay, I'll put that. If I if I do end up in third, I will put that to next year, which which I did last year. I came in third last year too, Garrett. You you did come in third in last year. Very good at coming in third. Fourth or fifth place or something like that. What really yeah. screwed me was the um, the the Square Enix um kind of trifecta JRPGs that came out in the fall. I thought one of them was going to be a hit, you know. Uh, I thought one was going to be like okay, a good. The you took points. the Diofield Chronicle, yeah. Yes, I took the <gasps> okay. Diofield Chronicles and then um Star Ocean Star and Ocean. yeah uh, Harvestella. I think those were the three that I took. Mm-hmm. Um, that did not do too high, especially Star yeah. Ocean. They gave me negative points. So, um, but oh, Star Ocean, you have you have one point. It went up. It must have gone up. You have oh, one point up. for Star Ocean. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yarden. Yeah, Yarden is is. They're, Yarden they're is there. way high in first. Nobody's catching him. So GG what, to what, Yarden. What, what took it for him again? What was the thirty whatever points that? that <laughs> He had a lot of good ones this year. He had Cuphead, the yeah. delicious last course for 18. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, 16 points. Okay. He had oh, Nobody took, Saves yeah, the he World. The he had Two Point okay. Campus, Return to Monkey oh, Island. He had Immortality. Immortality, yeah. He had oh, a lot of high scoring points there. Yeah, Immortality was up for a lot of nominations too in the game of the year. Yeah, awards, for anyone so. who has no idea what we're talking about, we do a fantasy critic league uh, mm-hmm. over in PSVG land uh, where you pick games that you think will score high on Open Critic. So yes. high, highest critic score. It's like a like a fantasy draft. You you make a team. You pick your games. At the beginning of the year. Anyone can do it. You can make your own league. Check it out. FantasyCritic.games. Yeah. <sighs> All right. And then. Uh, I- yeah, that's go ahead. It. No, that's it. That's oh, it. um, okay. next Monday, actually, for people who are interested over that RPG cave, Carpool Gaming. Sorry, another shout out. Um, we're doing a review of re- review discussion of Pokemon. It'll be me, Ooh. Ryan, and three other people from the Carpool Gaming group, and we are just gonna hack it out and just talk. But you about gotta beat it before violence. that. I don't know about that. No, you, <laughs> we'll see. If you're going in depth about that game, you have to beat it before that. Fine. Sounds good. I'll beat the game. Just bang it out this weekend. Do it. Well, what's the sorry, so Elite Four and like in the story stuff, what what level range are we talking here? Sixties, seventies? Is that is yeah, that like on that. the higher end? If you oh, yeah, okay. if your team is in the sixties, you yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. I'll make sure to do that. All right. Looking forward to it. That will do it for this week. Kooplings, have a good night and a good weekend.
Yeah. Bye-bye.